G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Antichrist is coming to dominate the globe. He will be a satanic superman. It'll be a time when evil is unleashed with supernatural fury. But that's not the whole story. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out the flip side. Antichrist is coming. That's the bad news. Good news. Jesus Christ is coming before the Antichrist. Therefore, we should not be looking for Antichrist. We should be looking for Jesus Christ. This is the day when the lost are found. Antichrist is a man shrouded in mystery. How could he be adored by so many and then soon bring death and destruction upon the planet? He'll bring a divided world together and then tear it apart. How can that be? On A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie gives us a detailed view of this man of sin, this son of perdition, from the clear vantage point of Scripture. Pastor Greg clears up the mystery and solidifies our hope in the soon return of Christ. The title of my message is Antichrist, America, and the End of Days. Let's talk about the Antichrist himself. He will be sent by Satan. If the devil ever had a son, this will be him. The Antichrist will be energized by Lucifer himself. But he's not going to be what you might expect, you know, dressed head to toe in black with glowing red eyes and steam coming off of him with a Darth Vader song playing in the background when he enters a room. No, I'm telling you, this guy will be charismatic. He'll be magnetic. He'll be a powerful orator. He'll be a convincing speaker. He will do what no man has ever been able to do before. He will establish a treaty between the Jewish and Arab nations that they will abide by, and he will pave the way for the long-awaited third temple in Jerusalem. He will be a satanic Superman. But it's all a mask hiding who he really is, the most evil man who ever lived. Daniel 7 verse 8, I was considering the horns, and there was another horn, a little one, coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots, and there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking pompous words. We'll stop there. So if you're taking notes, here's point number one. Antichrist is coming to defy and take the place of Jesus. Antichrist is coming to defy and take the place of Jesus. A horn, as mentioned here in Daniel 7-8, is a symbol of power in Scripture. But this horn has both eyes and a mouth reminding us that this is a person that is being addressed. And I would also add this. The prefix anti does not only mean against, it also means instead of. 
So it's not just that this coming world leader, this beast, this charismatic politician extraordinaire is going to oppose Christ, and he will, but he also comes in the place of Christ. And for some, they'll believe he is the Christ, or he is their Messiah at least. But here's something else to know about Antichrist. Point number two, he is coming to declare war on believers. He's coming to declare war on believers. Daniel uh, 7.25 says, Then the saints will be given into his hand for time and times and half. Okay? So we'll read this phrase in Daniel and elsewhere. And basically it comes down to this. The Antichrist will inaugurate what is often called the Great Tribulation Period that will last for seven years. In the beginning of the tribulation, the Antichrist will come off like a good guy. He'll come with his peace treaty. He'll come with his brilliant words. He'll come with economic solutions. And many will hail him and love him. And especially when he rebuilds the third temple for the Jewish people. But at the three and a half year mark, the abomination of desolation takes place. And we'll talk about this more later too. But this is when the temple is rebuilt and it's desecrated by the Antichrist marking the second section of the tribulation period where this coming world leader shows his true colors and they're not pretty. He begins to persecute Jewish people and he persecutes Christians and he begins to rule by force. And so that is what this is referring to. Number three, Antichrist is coming to dominate the globe. He's coming to dominate the globe. Revelation 13, 7 says, authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Now again, I want to emphasize, how does he do it? Through war? No, initially through peace. The Bible says through peace he will deceive many. And so he'll establish peace, but then he'll be the ultimate man of war following that. Now here's another interesting thing about him. Number four, Antichrist will establish global control through a cashless society. Antichrist will establish global control through a cashless society, requiring people to take a mark, and no one will be able to buy or sell without the mark under the reign of Antichrist. Now, I ask you, is this possible in technology today? Well, of course it is. We all know it is. So, you know, some of you are thinking, well, this is like the most depressing message I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, now let me pivot. Antichrist is coming. That's the bad news. Good news. Jesus Christ is coming before the Antichrist. Therefore, we should not be looking for Antichrist. We should be looking for Jesus Christ. Don't waste your time trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. You say, well, I don't understand. What do you mean Jesus Christ is coming? I mean He's coming. He's coming back for His people. In fact, I don't even believe the Antichrist can be revealed until Christ comes for His people and what we call the rapture of the church. But over in 2 Thessalonians 2, 7 it says, The mystery of lawlessness is already at work, and now he who restrains will continue to do so until he is taken out of the way. So the Bible says, And then that wicked one will be revealed, whom the Lord will destroy with the brightness of His coming. So let me simplify that. Bible saying before Antichrist can be revealed, the restraining force, the thing that's holding him back, has to be removed. 
So what is the restraining force in the world today that keeps evil from spreading wholesale? It's Christians. It's Christians who stand up for what is true. Christians who speak out against what is wrong. Christians who make such a difference in every situation. Imagine if we were all suddenly just removed from the planet. You could see how all hell could literally break loose. So the restraining force is the work of the Holy Spirit through the church. Once the church is removed or caught up to heaven, I don't mean buildings, I mean people. Once we're caught up to heaven, Antichrist can begin his reign. Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And he's continuing his study on the Antichrist, America, and the end of days, considering the biblical facts and how the rapture may hasten our exit before the man of lawlessness even arises. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg as he continues today's study. It's one of the most requested messages of the past year. So we're caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And it's at that moment that we receive our new resurrection bodies. And it's also at that moment that we're reunited with loved ones who have preceded us. Bringing me to point number two. Why is there a rapture? Listen to this now. Why is there a rapture? Well, back in Thessalonica, there were a lot of Christians. And many of them had died. Some from natural causes. Some had been martyred for their faith. So there was a concern among the Thessalonian Christians that they would never see their loved ones who had preceded them to heaven. And they wondered if they would miss the rapture. And so Paul writes these words. First Thessalonians 4.13 We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who have died, so that you will not grieve as those who have no hope. See, I bring this up because sometimes people say there's no point in studying Bible prophecy. No one can understand it. There's a lot of views. Don't study it. No, we need to study Bible prophecy because if we understand it, it will impact us in the way that we live. And I find great hope from this teaching of the rapture. So I don't have to grieve hopelessly. Listen, Christians grieve. But we grieve hopefully, not hopelessly. Because we know we'll see our loved ones again who've gone to heaven. We'll either see them through death. When we die, we'll see them in glory. Or we'll see them in the rapture. So imagine this, those of you who have lost loved ones. You could be just going about your business one day. And uh, suddenly, in a moment so quick you can't measure it. The Bible says the rapture will happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. That's pretty fast, isn't it? Twinkling of an eye? It's faster than the blink of an eye. Let's all blink our eyes. One, two, three. Blink. It's faster than that. That's fast. Try to imagine it. I don't think you can wrap your mind around it. You're just walking along. Maybe you're even thinking about your loved one. How much you miss them. How much you wish you could be with them. All of a sudden, boom, you're with them. It's a rapture. Boom, you're there. Reunited with them. The dead in Christ rise first, which means when you die as a Christian, you go to heaven, and we which are alive and remaining shall be caught up together with them who, those who have preceded us, will be caught up together with them in the clouds, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then Paul says, therefore comfort one another with these words. See, that's the practical side of this teaching. There's no theology without doxology. 
And that simply means it's great to study doctrine and it's great to study scripture. But what does it mean to me in real life? And that's what it means to you. It means you'll see them again. And that is a great hope that we have as followers of Jesus Christ. Caught up in a moment in the twinkling of an eye to meet them and to meet the Lord. So let's conclude. We've talked about Antichrist. Now let me ask you a question that may surprise you. Are you Antichrist? What? Are you saying I could be the Antichrist? No, I didn't ask you that. There's a difference between the Antichrist, the beast, and being Antichrist. That term is used of those who've turned against Jesus and away from the church. First John 2.18 says, Dear children, the last hour is here. And you have heard that the Antichrist is coming and already many such antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the end of the world has come. These people left our churches because they never really belonged with us. Otherwise they would have stayed with us. And when they left us it proved they did not belong with us. Remember antichrist. Anti doesn't just mean against. It means instead of. Now there can be someone here listening to me or wherever they are watching or hearing this later. And they'll say, well I'm against Jesus Christ and I'm against Christians and I'm against the Bible. Okay man, you are anti-Christ. You are. But then there can be someone that would say, well it's not that I'm against Christians. It's just that I have other things in the place of God in my life. It's not that I don't care about God, but I care more about my career, or I care more about my vice, or I care more about my money, or I care more about this relationship. Do you realize that can be a form of anti because it's instead of Christ? And these people were in our church and they left our church and they never came back, proving they were never part of us. So what about people that come to church and you see them for weeks, months, maybe years, and they seem to be a passionate Christian. Then one day they just walk away. Nah, I don't believe in that anymore. I'm not into it. And they never come back to the Lord again. Did they lose their salvation? I would suggest to you maybe they never had salvation. Here's how you know if you're a real Christian. It's where you end up. Christians have lapses of faith. Christians have doubts. Christians fall short and Christians backslide. But if they're real believers, they'll always come home again. They'll always return to the Lord again. But if they never return to the Lord again, I suggest to you they were never Christians to begin with. And in effect, in a strict biblical definition, they're anti-Christ. You do not want to be that person. So let me ask in closing, are you anti-Christ or are you for Christ? Those are your only options. And before you is death and life and heaven and hell. You decide what you'll be. Rapture. It's coming. Could come in your lifetime. Could come this year. Could come this month. Could come today. Nothing's standing in the way of it. So I ask you now, are you rapture ready? You say, how do you know if you're rapture ready? Well, here's what you need to do. You need to admit you're a sinner. You need to turn from your sin. You need to ask Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sin. Oh, so you're basically saying you need to be a Christian. Bingo. See, if you're a Christian, you've got all of your bases covered. If you're a Christian, it's win, 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 right? So if I die, I go to heaven. If the rapture comes, I'm taken to be with the Lord. I have purpose in this life and hope for the life to come. That's our hope. 
So that's how you know you're rapture ready, by having Jesus live inside of you. Listen to this. When Jesus comes back for His people, not everybody is going to be caught up to meet Him in heaven. Only believers will. There will be people who are left. You don't want to be that person. So if you're not sure if you're ready for the return of the Lord, if you're not confident that you would go to heaven if you were to die today, why don't you respond to this invitation and ask Jesus Christ to come into your life. He'll forgive you of all of your sin and you don't have to be afraid of any of the things we've been talking about. You don't have to be afraid of Antichrist or the tribulation period or hell or any of that because you have hope in Christ and you have the promise of spending eternity with Him. If you're not sure of this, let's get this resolved right here right now. Let's all pray together. Father, thank you for your word to us. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross in our place and to rise again from the dead. Now I pray for any that have joined us who do not yet know you. Lord, help them to see their need for you. Help them to come to you and believe in you now. In your name we pray. Amen. That's Pastor Greg Laurie and an important message today about the end times. And if you'd like to do as Pastor Greg has suggested and get rapture ready, you can do that right now. It's an important choice. If you would like to accept Jesus Christ into your life right now, and by that I mean if you would like your sin forgiven and have the assurance that you will go to heaven when you die, would you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. But I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin and rising again from the dead. I'm sorry for my sin, Lord, and I turn from it now, and I put my faith in you to be my Savior, my Lord, my God, and my friend. Thank you for loving me and calling me and accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and you meant them sincerely, Know on the authority of Scripture that the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. We'd love to welcome you into the family of God. and We'd love to help you too with some follow-up materials to help you begin a life of faith. We have something for you called our New Believers Growth Packet and we'd love to send it to you. Just call us on 1-800-00-5011. Well, on our next program, we'll take you back in time to 1977. Jimmy Carter was the US president and a new movie had just come out called Star Wars. Not much has changed. And who was that preaching? It was a 24-year-old Greg Laurie. We'll step into the time machine and we'll have a listen tomorrow on A New Beginning. Now for a copy of today's full message, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Antichrist, America, and the End of Days. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.